When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that the guitar that you're playing? Exactly. I was hoping you'd get that. <laughs> Except I guess I would be pressing instead. You know, oh, whatever. I blew it, guys. Welcome back to Player Profile and Projections, where we player and profile and project. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jack, a.k.a. Jolly. Joining me is Jerry Blevins. Jerry, we got another combo today. I like it. And a couple of pitchers. We are going with David Peterson slash Tyler McGill. It's actually three players. It's David Peterson slash the guitarist and Tyler That's McGill. That's right. It's the guitarist. It's actually true. <laughs> but this is a good one. This is yes. a big one. These is this is these is these are guys who are the depth pieces, the yes. number six and number seven. Debate who you think is six and seven. It really will come down to who's available if they need a starter. They'll both probably be in the big leagues early in the season. It's one of those things you never yeah. know what's going to happen. Somebody gets delayed in spring training. You're going to need these guys. They're going to be play important roles. And uh, I think a big question is what roles will they play? Will they be in the bullpen as a long guy? Will they always be starters? That kind of thing. Yeah, and it's really interesting because these are guys that could really fill out a rotation on a lot of other teams that aren't the New York Mets. It's also an episode I'm excited for because I'm a big McGill guy, and I know you're a big Peterson guy. So I, I look like them both, but I'm I am so impressed, especially with Peterson. I we could start with Peterson. Start man. with Peterson because Give me the how good he was last year. Yeah, let's look at his numbers, and then I'll talk about the intangibles on that as well. So last year in 2022, he pitched 105 and two thirds innings. Nice, incredible. That's 19 games started, but he threw in 28 games. So 19 games started, nine games out of the pen. With a 3.83 ERA, a 1.33 WHIP, and 126 strikeouts to 48 walks, he held uh, home runs to .94 per nine, and that is a really, really good year. He yeah. was effective as a starter and as a reliever, showed some versatility. But the bigger picture for me is the guy's makeup, the fact that he handled being the the whipping boy for the up and down. He rode that that Triple A to the big leagues train. He did it. Without complaining, without showing his his, without showing that he was upset, because it's hard to perform, be in the big leagues, your dreams come true, you're pitching great, and then they're like, "Sorry, buddy, you have an option, you're out of here." Yep. Not because you're performing, because when you go to the minor leagues and get hurt, your you have a chance for your career to be over yep. at any given point because it's a finite skill. And then you're in AAA, but not because you des don't deserve or you worked your way out of the big leagues, but just because. Yep. That's a tough pill to swallow, but Peterson handled it with grace. He was so professional last year. It was incredible for me to watch, and he makes it an easy guy to root for. And on top of it, 
He's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I we mentioned that he was in and out of the bullpen as well as the rotation. Pretty even splits between the two, which is very, very valuable for a Mets team that are kind of going to use these guys as plug-and-play guys, whether they need a reliever or a starter, that kind of thing. And also, even with these, you know, back in the background kind of roles for Peterson and McGill, there's still competition breathing down their neck with Elisa Hernandez and Joey Lucchese, who also want to fill that kind of role that are like eight and nine guys. So the Mets have obviously put themselves in a great position, but also they have two of these young guys that, one, are tall glasses of milk. These guys are freaks of nature in terms of that. But two, they have shown that they can succeed at the big league level. What it was? What's going on? You didn't catch that? What? What were they? Tall were glasses they? of milk? Tall glass of milk. That's a saying. No, it's what? tall glasses of water. I'm pretty sure it's tall glass of milk. <laughs> I'm going to contest you. <laughs> I have no. it as tall drink of water. Tall drink of water. Tall drink of water, tall glass of milk. I've never heard that before. I'm looking it up right All now. Right, we're going to look it up right now. We're cutting this out of the episode. But anyway, they are tall. They're Shit. both Shit. No, look, they're both here. Look at this. They're both here. Tall glass of milk. Click on it. Clicking on it. Urban Dictionary used to describe a more particularly tall white woman. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. They're both huge individuals, and I think that they're both capable of being major league starters. And, you know, the Mets love their tall guys in the first place. For David Peterson, though, when he was called on to be in this rotation last year, he filled the role really admirably after kind of a really tough 2021 where he dealt with some injuries, dealt with a lot of control issues. I think confidence issues as well was a thing for him back then. But last year, he came out healthy. He increased his innings pitch NK per nine rate and has really developed a ton of great breaking pitches in his arsenal and has that strikeout potential. He was 80th percentile for strikeout rate last year, 81st percentile for whiff rate. So, I mean, the, the formula is there for David Peterson. It's just a matter of when and if he will get his crack. Yeah, you, you mentioned it. In 2020, he showed up and was like an absolute breath of fresh air. He came in at 24 years old, made nine starts through 50 innings, basically, and did really well. He had a three-and-a-half ERA. Yeah. Uh, one went six and two. He was really good, like an absolute out-of-nowhere kind of very good pitcher. He was expected to kind of be that guy last year in 21 and I think he tried to go for the strikeout too much. His approach just wasn't elite. It didn't work out well for him, and I think he really reverted back to that pitcher he was in 2020 that, that established himself, and unfortunate for him, the Mets are a very good ball club, and they didn't have room for him all the yeah. time, and again, that, that he handled it very well. Yeah, a big thing for me going into this year is the whip. I feel like we, we've talked a lot about whip for a lot of our pitcher episodes, but for David Peterson... He is not a guy that has ever thrived in terms of keeping guys off base. I think last year he was really good at keeping a calm demeanor in terms of runners in scoring position and hairy situations. The year before in 2021, Peterson would come out and have a strong couple innings, and as soon as the wheels began to fall off, they would come completely off pretty much immediately. He had a 1.39 whip in 2021, 1.33 whip last year, but still a 3.8 ERA, so it kind of bodes well in terms of uh, the formula there. But I think a big thing for me is can the walk rate go down a bit. It was 4.1 last year, which which was actually more than the year prior, which was considered his bad year. The strikeouts went up, but the walks went up as well. And for a guy with kind of a, a system that, you know, accounts for high pitch counts, it's going to be a matter of can David Peterson become a control freak, gener generate even more whiffs than he already has, and uh, really be the uh, strikeout guy that he's shown the potential to be. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fair to say that Tyler McGill's ceiling is higher because mm. we saw him last year. It'll be a trivia kind of question yeah. that he started opening day and he was sitting at 99 for 97 to 99. Yeah. Absolute electric stuff. 
unhittable. He's like, that was no-hitter stuff. Yeah. I don't think David Peterson has that kind of ceiling in him, but he's been the more steady presence. He's, he's the higher floor. Obviously, higher floor, lower ceiling. That's kind of, uh, I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Uh, Steamer, though, has a pretty decent, decently lofty prediction for uh, David Peterson this year. I was a little shocked by this. They have him 64 innings, which is less of a load than last year. It could be because maybe the Mets don't have room for him, and they do have him only making five starts, 48 games. So they do see David Peterson as a reliever in 2023. But with that being said, a 3.14 ERA, which would be well below his mark from last year, a 1.20 whip, which would be way below his career average, about, what, 0.12's worth, 74 strikeouts to 23 walks, 0.9 F4, a 3.27 FIP. So they see David Peterson working out as a reliever plan for the New York match, which I find pretty interesting. Yeah, they have him basically being... Uh, a year-round reliever, one yep. of those guys adding to the the, the high five that we talked about. Hell yeah, he makes it a what would be a, a six? I don't know, six six. I don't. Know. <laughs> Not tough to say. But uh, but they have him basically as a reliever, and that's those are very projectable. They have him continuing to progress in his abilities. You know, he's going to be what age twenty seven this right. year. Yep, and he's. Better, you know, you get better with age. At this point in your career, you just get experience. And if he's in the bullpen, I would expect him to have these numbers. Yeah, and uh, they have him making less starts in 2023 than the other side of the coin in this episode, Tyler McGill, who's projected for eight starts. I think we can probably turn it over to his side of the episode now. Let's go for it. It was a, it was a tough season. Uh, many people know that I was very high on Tyler McGill last season, and he had a fantastic first month of the season, came out hot, started opening day, was the starter in the no-hitter that the Mets threw, and then the wheels came off. Whether it was due to injury or workload concerns, Tyler McGill did not have the 2022 season that many of us thought he might have. At the end of the day, he had 47 and a third innings, a 5.13 ERA, 1.25 whip, which is decently low there, 51 strikeouts to 13 walks, a lot to like in this stat line, but when the Mets did try to convert him to a reliever, the plan did not work out. So we saw him mostly in the first five weeks of the season, and then really just for bits and spades for the rest of the season. Not really what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, he had that shoulder injury, and then that derailed his entire season. And then a lot of people, including myself, were really keen on him moving to the bullpen and yeah. possibly being an absolute weapon because we see it like, hey, you're only going to throw this short stint. Maybe he's able to spike that velocity back up at yeah. that 99, making his slider and change up off of those elite pitches. Yeah. And it just didn't work out that way. He never reached those those uh, those velocities again, and his stuff wasn't as sharp. I just don't think he was as healthy. Yeah, and with Peterson and McGill, both of them, Peterson was 96th per, uh, percentile for extension, and McGill, I think, was even higher, 99th percentile. Yeah. So that means that their fastballs played up. So that 97 miles per hour probably looked even faster to hitters. And, I mean, for Tyler McGill, it was that fantastic April that we saw those high velocities. He had a 1.93 ERA in 28 innings, a 522 OPS against rest of the season, 19 and third innings, an ERA above nine. So, clearly, was dealing with nagging injuries, probably wasn't adjusting to the bullpen role as much as uh, the Mets would have liked him to. But when we were talking about that, in theory – it made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense for Tyler McGill, who was a really good first-time-through-the-order kind of guy, a guy who's proven he can throw multiple innings, to have him as that like long-reliever weapon was the thing that I thought would work out for the Mets. It just really did not pan out at all. I really thought that he would even be a short guy, a one-inning, yeah. just let it eat and see if that fastball goes back up. And he, he just didn't have it in him anymore. 
from whatever, if it was the shoulder injury or he just didn't feel comfortable out there or if it's not in there anymore. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, but they thought that him, his high-risk pitches to re-injure himself or to even feel pain were in that second time through the order in the 50s. So yeah. if they could keep him to like 30 pitches – that he could be healthy and, and thrive, and it just wasn't there last year. And you've seen him at camp. You told me that he's actually slimmed up a little bit in the yep. offseason. So. Yeah, he looks really good. Like, he's he's trimmed up. He's talked a little bit about, like, he's a slow, methodical pitcher, so the pitch clock was a thing that he really worked on, and that may help him. That may help his rhythm, whatever the case may be, but he looks good. He worked his butt off um, kind of probably a little bit literal because yeah. he slimmed down a little bit. So he went from big drip to medium drip. Medium drip. Now. But he's actually still a monster. He's 6'7", 230. <sighs> he's probably 230 still. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different shape. He looks really good, as does Peterson. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I was a little alarmed at him having more starts projected than Peterson because I do still think of these guys as starter options. But in terms of what they probably profile the best as, I do think Tyler McGill is still going to be a starting pitcher in the near future whether it's with this team this year, who knows, but they have him going 70 innings, eight starts, and 34 games total. A 3.54 ERA, a 1.16 whip, 78 strikeouts to 20 walks, and 1.0 war. So both of these guys, Steamer really believes in going into this year. The, the book is kind of out on McGill and Peterson being really, really good weapons and options for the Mets in 2023. Yeah, they both have them pitching a significant portion of innings, 70 and 64 and mostly out of the bullpen. So these guys are two of the three possible spots in the bullpen for most of the year, according to Steamer. Yeah, I think the Mets did a really good job filling out the bullpen depth for this team so that McGill and Peterson didn't have to default as like long relievers or whatever they had in store for them. Now these guys can stretch, them, stretch themselves out at AAA, even though I do believe they're not AAA pitchers. They can be major league pitchers at this point in their career. I do think it's probably what's best for their career because I think they can both be best served as starters. I think Peterson, like we said before, has the higher floor, can still be the dominant guy that we saw in June last year. I remember his 10 strikeout game against the Rangers. And for McGill, it was the guy that we saw in April that I really thought was going to be part of this team for the stretch run of the season. It just didn't work out that way. I am very happy with where the Mets are at in terms of this roster construction. And uh, I'm pleasantly surprised at the uh, high-end pr uh, predictions for Steamer for both of them. Um, I, I completely view these different, and I'll, I'll, we'll get into the over-unders. Yeah, yeah. The over-unders uh, that Max put down here for us is 60% games as starters. Which I find interesting. I'm going to hammer the over on both of them because mm. I think these Steamer projections are completely wrong, not from a performance standpoint, but I don't think either one of these guys get a run, a significant run, as uh, bullpen pieces – because they're too important to this team, and depth and starting pitching is too important, and they're the one-two punch yep. behind these five. So if anybody misses time, one or both of these guys are going to slide into that rotation, and if one of them's in, the next guy is now the most important piece, and yep. he'll be. I just think they're too important to this team's overall health as starting pitchers. Their value is too high as starting pitchers. If they do make it to the bullpen, and they're they're, they pitch their way there. It's going to be at the end of the season when they, they fill out their best roster to make a run at the World Series. So I don't think they get that many innings, especially yeah. if they're throwing this many innings. They're both starting pitchers. That's that's I completely disagree with the Seamer projections for the first time. And I completely agree with you on that front because we have the old man Mets. I think they're probably going to work some load managing, maybe even a six-man rotation into the plans for this year. There's no doubt in my mind that maybe even in April you might see one of these two guys coming up. I wanted to ask you, outside of you know the scheduling of throwing and all that, who 
is the guy that you think would get the first nod to get in one of those spot start roles or fill in for one of the starters? Uh, it, they're interchangeable to me. It's whoever's up in that in that rotation, whoever's day it is, who's on the proper amount of rest. It really is no pecking order. Again, if it's a high ceiling kind of thing, and it's it's Tyler McGill, but yeah. if it's a lefty dominated lineup, it's it's David Peterson. So, yeah, pretty I've, subjective there. Yeah, I, guess. I think yeah. it's I think it's a, 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 a coin flip to to see who it is, and I do think they're. As much as Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander are the two aces, I think these guys are the two depth pieces that are, are in line with each other. Absolutely. And I'm also going to hammer the over on both these guys. We might not see the games that Steamer might project, 34 and 48 for McGill and Peterson respectively, but I do think if you do see them, they will be starting a Major League Baseball game. And I'm very excited for both of them because it's kind of a big year for both of them. I think yep. more so Peterson because Peterson, I think, has been around a little bit longer, has proven himself a little bit more than McGill, whereas McGill still kind of feels like an unknown to me. Yep. I know we saw it for a flash a little bit there, but it's still really what does this guy have in the tank? What does the new f uh, physique of Tyler McGill bode for his success in 2023? I think Peterson, it's more of a prove-it year, that kind of thing. Prove you can keep doing it at this level. Hmm. You don't agree? I think, no, I don't. I think Peterson has proved it already. Interesting. And if he struggles... You think we know who he is? I think so. I okay. think he's a, an established big leaguer because he did it in 2020. This yeah. is year four. Yeah. This isn't, you know, like Tyler showed up last year for the first time in the big leagues. David Peterson had a down year in 2021, but he was still not terrible. Right. He was a, a fifth starter to say. But to me, his what he showed last year, it was incredible. Um, he pitched well enough both the hit he might be a victim of his own success out of the bullpen interesting he's shown that he's versatile and if right. they need him they can move him there um that might be a detriment but to me peterson i'm expecting him to have a sub four era out of the bullpen or out of the rotation regardless i think he's shown that he can be effective no matter where he's at he's an established big leaguer in my eye Tyler McGill, again, has the higher ceiling, but he has more to prove from my end. I get that. It's the lefty camaraderie, right? Well, it's just the guy, Tyler McGill came up in 2021 and did okay. Yep. He came up in 2022, absolutely blew me away with yep. his first few starts, and then completely faded. Yep. Like, he's a big body. They, they project that he can handle this workload, but you have to prove it now. He's in a prove it to be a starter. Otherwise, because of how electric he can be, they might convert him to a reliever going into next season or even at the midway point and say, yep. hey, look, your body can't handle it. Your shoulder can't handle velocity at that top end. Let's see if you can do it in shorter bursts and go let it eat in the bullpen. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. I hope we I hope we get an answer for both of them soon. I hope it's not a, a waiting game where they're stuck down at AAA for a little bit, but we'll see. You know, again, it, it stinks, but this is part of the, the game. It, it's part of uh, the way it goes. Everybody's been there. I was, I was there with the up and down. I was never a starter in having to handle this thing, but my last year with, a, with a, um, an option – it got used all the time. Yep. Um, it's just a part of the game. It, yep. It's the way it goes. These guys, the the best version of the New York Mets, these guys never see the big leagues. Right. And that stinks for them. But and that's like what a winning team does. That's like the model. Absolutely. Yeah. These guys will get, their again, their best value is as starters. And you have five already. If all things would be amazing, you get 32 starts from each of your five guys. I don't know if that, that sums up 
162 games. The, I'll let you do the math if you want. I'm not going to do that. But right again, now. these guys are starting pitchers. Right. But they will be in the big leagues because it's how baseball works. It's hard on your body. They'll need some time off. Um, but that's just how I see it working out. And they'll, again, David Peterson, it's tough. It sucks to be that guy, but it's the way of the world. Everybody's gone through it. He handled it last year. I expect him to handle it again this year. Maybe not as smoothly, especially if one of these starters is giving a longer leash, like a yeah. Kodai. Like, for me, this is a this is a scenario where this would be tough for David Peterson to swallow, and if he has a little bit of a hiccup and he comes up and says, I, I don't like this, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. If Kodai Singa has a five ERA through the first half and they're still letting him pitch in the second half of a rotation and Peterson comes up, has five good starts, and it gets optioned back down, and they leave Kodai up there as a starter, yeah. that would be harder for him to swallow for a second straight year. Right. I can see him being disgruntled, and I wouldn't blame him, but I wouldn't expect it from him. That that's that Again, this is a professional thing, and then at some point you have to look at yourself and your value and your future of providing for your family and whatnot. Yeah. But, again, he hasn't showed me anything but, but positivity. And I think a, a big thing that helps with both of them in that fact is that the Mets have defined what their roles are. They, they, they know the outlook of the season, what role they fill in this roster. It's not so much of a, an ambiguity or a question mark that it kind of was in past seasons. Yeah, but, again, if, if it, everything's great until it's not great. Exactly. But hopefully everything stays great for the next six months. I do. I have great I, – I appreciate both of these pitchers. I think they're going to contribute to a very good Mets ball club, and I think – they're both going to be starters for a long time in this in this league. Well put. I think that's all we got for today's player profile and projection. When are we back? Tomorrow. Huge. With another PPP. We'll see you then. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Does Tyler McGill repeat as an opening day starter? Yes or no? <laughs> that's a, yes. Is that a side bet? You, yes. You just bet on against yourself. Throw 500 on it. Slap Odds. those keys. Odds are probably good.